Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's Big Ticket Variety and iHeart's movie podcast. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Today, I've got one of the world's biggest superstars and someone I've known for a very long time. Everybody, I've got Jennifer Lopez. I sat down with Jennifer at New York's Museum of Modern Art just before a screening of Hustlers. You may have heard of that little movie J-Lo is in. You know, the one that's made $150 million at the box office and could be the film that earns Jennifer her first Oscar nomination. We sat down and talked, of course, about all that Oscar buzz, but she also broke some news with me about possibly directing her first film. Also, she told me about watching Selena for the first time with her daughter and why we won't be seeing her in Steven Spielberg's remake of West Side Story. I'll have that and a whole lot more from J-Lo after the break. Stick around. If I could be you. And you could be me for just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Welcome back to The Big Ticket. Now here's Jennifer Lopez. Girl <laughs> from the Bronx at MoMA. <laughs> used to come to this museum as a kid i don't think i did moma we did like the empire state building once i think yeah yeah <laughs> i come here i've come here a few times yeah so hustlers premiered when back in September toronto 13 in toronto what tell me about this journey tell me I about mean, this it's been trip. crazy it's been crazy i mean from the minute you know it came out that night just having all the girls there Mm-hmm. Which was such. A, were you there at Toronto? I was there. So you saw, like, we had the whole rollout there that <laughs> night. It was every girl in the who was in the movie, and then all our women producers and our woman director writer, and it was just, it was such a special night. Like you could just feel an electricity in the air that night, and it was the first time I saw the finished finished product mm-hmm. uh, with all the bells and whistles and all the color correcting and all that. And, and I was just like, wow, this is moving. Because I'm super hypercritical about everything. Are you? Oh, yeah. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, smooth transition. Oh, okay. <laughs> that worked perfect. Wow. Oh, they're laughing. At- yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just like looking at it and uh, obviously terrified when I came out to dance. I'm like, whoa, okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, what's this going to be like? But that night just set it off in such a beautiful way. And then that audience that night and how the film was received the next morning. And it was just, it's just been a, a whirlwind since then. So tell me about looking up, that's a big screen in Toronto. Yeah. You're dancing on that yeah. screen. <laughs> do you close your eyes? Do you look away? I didn't. I had to watch it. It was like a train wreck. Like I was like, you know, or like a car accident. You like can't stop looking. And, uh, but it was beautiful. And I was uh, happy because mm. I'm able to now, when I was younger, I would get so nervous watching my movies and now I'm able to kind of remove myself a little bit how did you do that um, I don't know you just you just you're like watching a different person it's like mm. okay that's Ramona that's not me and the first time I saw one of the the earlier cuts I was like really like oh my god this is this character's crazy and these <laughs> women are really bad and right. this is a terrible thing and 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 so that was hard but then when by the time I got to the premiere I was prepared and I'm and I'm able to kind of sit there and really look at it 
like through everybody else's mm -hmm. eyes and uh it was it was exciting it was really exciting did you ever have any inkling this is going to go on to 150 million dollars no no i thought we th thought it would do well mm -hmm. obviously every project you sign on to you think this could be great this is special um, this but sometimes, character but sometimes special. you know when you're making it, you're like, eh, this isn't going to work. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> what you keep hoping all the way through. Right. You know, like, is this special? But then there's things that feel more special. And Hellster's always felt more special, even from the first announcement of it. Mm -hmm. People were interested in it. And then as we announced the cast and who else we were adding, like, then when they heard I was doing it, they were excited. Then, then they heard the concerts were doing it, and then this person, and that person, right. and that person, and Cardi, and Lizzo, and, and uh, all the other girls that were, and Kiki, and, and Lily, and it was like, and it wouldn't stop, and, and it just kind of gained this heat and momentum. And then as we were shooting it, it was only 29 days, so there was, everything That's, we did was exciting. Wow, it 29 felt. 29 days. Yeah, 29 days. So why didn't you do a song with Lizzo or Cardi B? You know, we just, it was so fast. <laughs> it was so fast. Like, we didn't even have time. Usually there's time right. where you see it and then you go, maybe we'll go make a record and you then you kick it around for three or four weeks. It, there was no time. Literally, before we finished filming, Adam announced to us, to the producers, he was like, we're going to release this on September. We're gonna, <laughs> you know, in September. And we were like, What? It's April. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, we're going to, it has heat and uh, I can feel it. And he's just kind of marketing, you know, experience and genius. He was just like, no, we're going to put it out right away. Wow. And I was like, okay. And so the post was very quick. You know, she was working on it till the week before it opened or a few wow. days before it opened. We, we debuted in Toronto. So when you hear Oscar buzz. Yeah. <laughs> so does someone text you the first headline that comes out? Yeah. Are, are you on Google Alerts? Right. How do no, you? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, honestly, I just thought we had a nice premiere the night before, and everybody liked it. And then the reviews started coming out by the time we were at the party. Right. And they were like, oh, they like it. It was like that thing. And then in the morning, Elaine called me, and they were like sending things to my phone. And I was getting ready for the whole another day of press right. there in Toronto. And... I think I put this on my YouTube channel where it was a whole episode about the Toronto Film Festival and how the next morning she calls me and she's like, baby, <laughs> baby, they're saying you're going to get nominated for an Oscar. And I was like, what? And we just both started crying. And I was mm. like, we did it. She's like, you did it. We did it. Oh, my God. Oh, my what's happening? Is this happening? <laughs> and so... You know, we've just been trying to take it in stride since now the then. nominations have been coming in, though. I know. I, well, a couple of things, yes, and we're super excited. Like, listen, man, I've worked in this business a long time, and i worked really hard, and it's always about that I love it. I don't do it for that, mm -hmm. or else I would have stopped a long time right. ago, right? Uh, I think the last time I was nominated for a Golden Globe was for Selena, you know, um, for Best Actress, and I... Obviously, that's not why I'm in. I'm in the game. I'm in mm -hmm. the game because this is what I do. This is Did what I love. I'm an entertainer. I'm an actress first, and a singer, and a dancer, dancer. and a clothing producer. designer, and a and, perfume but maker. No, but first, I'm an artist. Right. First, I'm an artist, and I've always said that when people are like, "Oh, you do this and this and this," I say, "Yeah, I do that because I get the opportunity to do that because I do this." And this is this right. is where my heart is, and this is where my passion lies. And all that other stuff is fun, 
but this is this is the thing for me and and I do it like for free like I said I did hustlers for no money and I produced it and thought this could be a great movie and you know what if it wins I win And so you put your heart and soul into it, and then you see what happens. And when something like this happens, you're like, yay! (laughs) Okay, it went well. Are you ever flipping through the channels and come across Selena? Yes. And do you watch it? We watched Selena. I actually showed Selena to my daughter um, a couple of weekends ago. We were in New York. It was the first time seeing her. Yes, we were with Uncle Benny. (laughs) And Uncle Benny goes, I want to see Selena. And then he says to Emmy, as his goddaughter says, you know, have you ever seen mommy in this movie called Selena and my niece, Lucy? And they were like, no. And she was like, I think so. And I was like, I don't think you have. I said, anyway, at the end of it, this is about a singer who passed away. And blah, blah, blah. she was like, okay. And she watched it. And when we watch it, we we're like, wow. You know, it was, uh, there was an intensity there. Mm-hmm. that I always had that I didn't realize I had. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just a natural thing. And uh, and it was funny to watch that now with mm-hmm. everything that's happening and what happened then, too. So how do you do in all of this? How do you prepare for a Super Bowl? How do you, I know. Because next week it's all about SNL, right? Right. So when, when are you going to a soundstage to do anything um, for a Super Bowl? We start rehearsing. I go back to, um, I, you know, I live in Miami with yep. my kids. And Alex and we um, will rehearse there for a few weeks, and then we'll take a little Christmas vacation, and then we'll have another four weeks before the Super Bowl, to in January. And is it going to be your greatest hits? It, it's going to be. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because I watched every Super Bowl in preparation, right? Uh, halftime show, and what I realize is that everybody does it differently. You know, when Prince Prince is one of my favorites, right. uh, halftime shows, and his was very pared down. It was mm-hmm. him and two dancers and a couple of band members, and he did one or two of his songs. But then he did, you know, uh, one of the uh, what's his name, David Grohl songs. Mm-hmm. Like he just, you know, it was <laughs> just like he just did whatever. And then like you two did one song or two songs <laughs> only, and then some people do a whole medley. Like Diana Ross did all of some these things. Fly and, out of the sky. So yeah, Gaga and Beyonce <laughs> are like you know big huge productions. And I think mine's will Madonna as well. Like I think mine's will fly somewhere in between all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm I only have half the time because I'm doing it with Shakira, right. and it's like Miami hundredth anniversary. It's a different type of Super Bowl halftime right. show. So, um, you know, we don't have as much time as, as they had, but it's actually kind of perfect because you're right. When am I going to have time to do a whole halftime <laughs> show right now? So it's perfect timing. And uh, I don't think I could have done the whole thing right now. But everything works out as it should. And, you know, mine will be a mix, I think. A How mix many costume the, changes are you going to do? Um, as many as I can fit in. You know me. <laughs> I'm going to do as many as I can. <laughs> do your kids get it? You're going to do the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, they're excited about that. All the kids. Alex's kids and my kids. You know, our kids. They're like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it's in Miami. You know, their hometown. Right. And, and your daughter could sing. We know your daughter could sing. Yeah, you never There's know. That video. You never know. Oh, so the daughter's <laughs> coming on. No, and you're no I don't know. It's a big... <laughs> That's a big stage to put right. her out on. I don't know. Like, she would have to do one of the things where she begs me. You know what I mean? Uh, because I would be afraid to kind of, she would have to Are you be afraid so she confident. wants to be in the business? No. No. No, I'm not afraid she wants to be in the business. Honestly, she has, you know, her head on 
so straight. That's great. Which is, <laughs> it's like she's everything I want to be, my daughter. Because <laughs> um, she's so okay on her own. You know, and I raised them that way. I, I wanted say, her to be different than me, yeah. you know, as opposed to like the hopeless romantic who's waiting for somebody to save her. I want her to be like, I'm always okay on my own and anybody who comes into my life has to be additive. And, you know, mm-hmm. I just want her, and she is that. And she's Are you only still 11. the hopeless romantic? I think I, I am in a sense. But I don't but think a little anyone bit needs smarter. to save you. No, no. <laughs> well, that I figured out. But it took time. Yeah. But it took time. I mean, we all have our journey in that way. And that for sure was part of mine. Right now, we're going to take another quick commercial break. But when we come back, Jennifer drops some major news about possibly directing her first movie. And then, does J-Lo have her eyes on Broadway? Stick around to find out. If you're like me and spend hours on Instagram scrolling past all the over-filtered, perfect highlight reels of other women and just wish you had someone to commiserate with about your nightly shame spirals, I have great news for you. I'm Jade Iovine, and I'm the host of Tell Me About It, the weekly podcast that's here to remind you that the women we constantly compare ourselves to, yes, even that one, also have lives that are far from perfect. Whether it's admitting all the times you've texted your ex, navigating the world of fertility treatments, or feeling like the only one in the room with depression, nothing quite compares to the relief you feel when another woman admits they've stood exactly where you are and lived to tell the tale. So cancel that Zoom happy hour. You know you didn't want to go anyway. And come hang with me as I talk to women I respect about all the insecurities, mistakes, and the heartbreaks that they don't normally post about on Instagram. Join me for Heart to Hearts with tech CMO Bozema St. John, environmentalist and influencer Steph Shep, actress Jamie Lynn Siegler, and many more. Listen to Tell Me About It with Jade Iovine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Big Ticket. Here's more of Jennifer Lopez. So you told me in Toronto on the carpet. Uh, was it Toronto, I think, <laughs> on the carpet? I can't even remember now. Or maybe, no, it was at Governor's Awards about directing, that you want to direct. Yeah. And that there's a couple of things simmering. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing in stone right now. You know, next year I don't have anything on the books. There's a couple of projects we're talking about doing, some some fun movies, some more intense movies, like the Griselda Blanco story. Mm -hmm. That's one that I'm really thinking about maybe, you know, directing. But again, I would need to have so much time to do that. It's going to be a timing thing. Like, not, I would have to like clear, really clear clear the decks. I could, I could. Um, And it's just when the right time for that is. Did you always think of yourself as a director? I mean, you, you direct. Yeah. Music yeah, videos, right, right. I direct my own shows, right. you know, and I am the sole voice in all right. of those things. And I make all the decisions and everybody, you know, I got a great team that I work with. I can't do anything by myself. You know, the, you, you need all these people. And movies are very much the same way. You, you assemble an amazing team right. around you and then you have this vision for what you want it to be. Um, but if you do, if you do the movie, that's an intense movie. That's not... You have to really have a <laughs> how you want to tell that story because yeah. much like Hustlers, where you're telling the story of women that's not been told, right? right. In, in any, you've never seen, you know, women being the good fellas like you mm-hmm. did in this movie, and right. I think that's why people responded to it. It's like that; it's never been told from the woman's point of view 
in a club like that. Right. It's always the men, and they're always kind of the background boobs. You know <laughs> what I mean? And butts. And this was a whole different thing. And I think Griselda Blanco is very much the same thing, where you get to see women being the badasses. You get to see them being ruthless. You get mm-hmm. to see them being bad. And, but you also get to see that there's two sides to them. Mm-hmm. We always got to see that for men. Right. You know, even when you're watching like a Goodfellas or a Boogie Nights or anything, you see both sides of the people, uh, of the men, but you don't see it for the women. Women are always kind of very one note. And this in this movie, I think it wasn't like that. And I think with Griselda, you would get a, a super heavy dose of what a woman is capable of right. on a very ugly side. And so that would be interesting. Mm-hmm for people, because it's not been done, but also scary, uh, intense for an actress, and, and very delicate subject matter for a director. So I just feel like, again, it's an, it's an intense project that mm. I have to be ready to really go into. And what about Broadway? Broadway? Yes. <laughs> you, you could sing, um, you could dance. Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this has been one of Benny's big dreams for me is to do like a one-woman show, something like what Bruce Springsteen mm-hmm. did. He always had the idea of me doing my music and telling my story and doing something like that. And I got to tell you, it's, it's something that I'm, you know, might want to do at some point. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work, you know. And uh, I actually went to see Bruce. I went to see Bruce when he did it, and he was supposed to only do it. He only signed on for six months. And then he wound up (laughs) re-upping it and actually really enjoying it. And so that was um, encouraging. But, you know, obviously my show would be very different. I'm not going to stand there with a guitar, and I'd be, like, (laughs) dancing my butt off, and it would be, like, a whole different thing. So I don't know if I would be be re-upping. What's the one movie you could watch over and over again and you never get bored? So many. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I love West Side Story. I Why? love. Why do you love it? it? It was the first musical that my mom made me watch, and I so identified it because it was Puerto Ricans in it. Mm-hmm. And even though they were gang members, <laughs> but they were still dancing <laughs> around, still dancing. That was and not they were fighting. cute, and they were like funny, and it was great. And you know, it was a whitewashed version of it, but right. it was a musical, and I fell in love with musicals. But uh, that's what really made me want to sing and dance and act really? not just be an actress or not just be a, an artist a singer or, any, or just a dancer I knew that there was the whole thing out there because of that movie and I could watch it I actually tried to watch it this weekend with the kids and we just didn't have time <laughs> they were like when are we gonna watch West Side Story <laughs> did anyone approach you about being in the remake no I think I'm past that moment I mean they're teenagers to kids. You could be in the, I'm not saying that you're Maria, but <laughs> right. you could be in Anita. the background. You just I would only by. want to be Anita, okay? <laughs> so I don't care if they approach me to be the mom. I'm not, in West Side Story, I, I would not do it. Only if they would have offered me Anita when I have done it. <laughs> Is there anybody out there who used to want to make music with? Uh, who are you listening to right now? What am I listening to right now? You know, I'm always listening to a lot of rap. I'm just like a hip-hop girl at heart. Mm -hmm. It's what kind of like my inner beat is that, I guess, from just growing up in the Bronx. And that's what I love. My kids, I think, always are like laughing at me now as they get a little bit older. And they like are into all this kind of like indie rock music and pop and like YouTubers who are like playing on their guitars and I'm like listening to the baby and so like Travis Scott and like they're like what and I know all those songs and they're like whatever 
Jennifer, you're amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm going to see you tomorrow night. Got yes. Some awards. Yes. See you at the Independent Spirit Awards. Yes. Probably see you at the Golden Globes. And probably see you at the Oscar. Aww. What else is there left? I think that's pretty good. No, no, right? listen, I'll, be, listen. I'll be happy with that. <laughs> you're amazing. I will be happy with that. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank it's you. good to see you. Thanks for listening to today's Big Ticket. I have another episode for you tomorrow. Come back for my chat with Oscar winner Ms. Charlize Theron. She's opening up about her early days in Hollywood and confronting a Hollywood producer eight years after he came onto her during a business meeting. I'll have that and a whole lot more tomorrow. See you later.